I think it took those like those mishaps, you know what I mean, yes. to really get to the yeah. place that I'm at. So I'm I'm also very grateful, and I apologize to all those people that I <laughs> that I mistreated. Obviously. This is Kristen's public apology <laughs> to is, anyone yeah. that she's ever hurt in her um, in her bad. youth. <laughs> Friends by accident. Podcast hosts on purpose. This is what you get when two Canadian women who come from completely different backgrounds serendipitously meet in a Brooklyn apartment. This is Accidental Friends with Aline Dagian and Kristen Mandela. Today our episode is all about the only friends with boys phenomenon. Mm -hmm. We dive deep into the experience of myself growing up as a tomboy surrounded by mostly guy friends and how Aline's family dynamic shaped her relationship with men. I cannot wait to get into this. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, so... I guess for the folks that don't know this this term that we've I guess coined, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much probably made it up. But what is the only friends with boys phenomenon? Okay, so it's basically the idea that whether through socialization or conditioning or or whatever it may be, that it fundamentally feels cooler to have more guy friends than girlfriends, or to have guy friends in general. I think this is something that's that I experienced personally as a young person and it really affected my relationship with both my girlfriends and guy friends growing up especially mm -hmm. through my 20s and it even affected my my like sexual relationships my my partners really. Wow. So I guess like where did you first where when were you first aware that you started that you thought it was cooler to be friends with boys over girls? It's a good question. Um, it's weird because I think it happens so slowly. Like I don't think a lot of things, especially when it comes to like socialization, happen really overtly. I think that it's like a yeah. lot of very covert things. You know what I mean? So growing up as a yeah, tomboy, totally. I had primarily guy friends and I was always seen as a tomboy. And even the girlfriends that I did grow up with, they also identified as tomboys. Like we all kind of were into the exact same things. We were all very sporty and I had like more of a masculine energy, especially in how we dressed and everything like that. <laughs> so I think it was kind of this weird two-pronged thing where on one side I saw myself as really a tomboy and I loved all the same things that guys did and I didn't really think anything of it. But on the other side, the way that externally adults were treating it, I guess, it was still a little bit weirdly sexualized like I, I still couldn't have exactly the same relationship that I did with my, my mm. with my friends that were boys than my friends that were girls but I think I just at its core related more to boys because the things that were told to be boy things were things that I also just happened to like I didn't really like girly things I remember one time my nana bought me this like little dress set that matched uh, like I had a matching Barbie and it was like the same oh outfit gosh. and she was like see like don't you love it and I literally was mortified I'm like I will never wear how can I run in this it was like a weird like nightgown dress the sweetest gift it's and I also that she, so cute that you're like how can I run and be free yeah, everything I was like I don't understand <laughs> like this is not a feasible soccer yeah. activity or so soccer outfit to wear during <laughs> recess um so I think it wasn't super overt but I think as I got older the the feedback I got as a young person made me feel cooler to have guy friends if you know what I got mean like it. It, I was always like referred to as being like really down to earth and very cool and whatever and I think those things I linked with the fact that I was like friends with guys if that makes sense so whenever you say that you related to boys more 
like what what kind of ways like how did you relate to them like you like their acti- like what activities they did or yeah and also like in the way that I dressed I think I I love I really want to delve into that like I know how did you dress so I remember like specifically with my one friend Beth the two of us were very similar especially growing up and we used to go with one of our moms like whoever mom was taking us to the mall and we would run to the old navy boys section to go get shiny basketball shorts and we would get like alternate pairs like if she got like the the shiny blue ones I would get the shiny like silver ones and then those were what we would wear the next day for school like we were very like there wasn't really a lot of gendered thinking happening for me and like obviously this whole conversation is just like a bit of a gender binary but I think for the purpose of the conversation people understand what we mean I just think for whatever reason all those things like I remember my mom being like part your hair to the side like it looks so much nicer it looks like really nice and feminine and I'd be like no down the middle so I can push it back really far and tight so I can (laughs) run as fast as I can like I was like the least I was the least concerned about femininity and that really is shown in how I looked in every school picture um maybe on the Instagram we can post like a middle school shot of me I would love that so much I especially want to see these basketball shorts oh god I don't even know I'm just picturing like little blonde crazy Kristen, like in oh my these God. sober, shiny basketball shorts. and It, it is, was a treat. And I think- It's a vision. I honestly credit my awkward years to the reason why I have a personality. We talked about that last episode. It's very yeah. important to have an it's ugly so face. It's so important. That's when you yes. brew, you culture, you develop your personality. Yes. If you're cute yeah. the whole way through, I'm sorry. Yeah. You have no business here. <laughs> Just None whatsoever. <laughs> so glad I had a glow up in my 20s. 100%. But I think the bottom line for me was like subconsciously, I started to take pride in the fact that I did not – maybe I didn't get along with girls at that point. I didn't not get along with anybody, but I took pride in the fact that I got along better with guys. Yeah. That was like a badge. Yeah, exactly. But how about you? Because I know you having an older brother was obviously – I had younger brothers always, so it wasn't really the same dynamic as having an older brother. Yeah, I think that like – so I grew up with a brother. uh, My brother's a couple years older than me, two years older than me. And I honestly always used to think that like having an older brother made you cooler because he really toughened me up. So I found boys tough and girls like almost weak or whatever. So I I know. So (laughs) I really used to think and I was he has so many friends that he's grown up with since he was a kid and they're they're all still in his life. So I grew up. It was always a joke that like you have one older brother, but then you also have 10 older brothers like always watching you. And so I really, really grew up tough. And Mm. I just thought that's cooler than being girly and and feminine and weak. And so there was always this like, yeah, guys always had. It also came down to like it was ingrained in me so young that like respect 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 and i never heard the same conversations happening to my brother i right. i heard almost that like you know you have to do certain things as a girl so that people respect you and like blah 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 right. and so i took it i used to be like oh it's just so cool to be a guy like they don't have to deal with this crap you know like i i saw that very very early on wow and like And I mean, I don't my parents like didn't mean it. That is like you have to be submissive. It was just very much like have respect for yourself. And Mm -hmm. and it's it's harder out there because that respect could be easily taken away as a girl is what you're saying. Yeah, there's like reputation and blah, 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 like all of that stuff Mm. that we still fight today. They just taught me that at an early age. And I think I kind of flipped it on its head and was like, well, then it's cooler to be a boy. 
Right, and it's cooler they get to have to do... an older brother because they get to do right. stuff that girls don't get to do. And so like <laughs> And that threat like... of respect being taken away, I guess, isn't really there as prominently. Yeah, it's not. And so even I remember like I was in high school and I really badly wanted to go to this party, but it was in the dead of winter and my parents will like literally drive me anywhere. But this particular day, it was really cold. It was um, snowing, icy, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I really wanted to go to this party. And they said, no, we don't want to take like, just don't go. I had a couple of girlfriends over. So they're like, why don't you guys just hang out at home? Right. And um, one of my guy friends who was a year older than us, said, I'll just come pick you up and I'll drive you to the party and then I'll drive you guys home. And I was like, oh, amazing. So I ended up telling my parents, being like, hey, so-and-so is going to come pick us up, take us to this party. And my parents were like, we don't think that's a good idea. And they used to have this thing where it was like, we don't think it's a good idea, but if you think it's a good idea, do it. But we're going to give you our opinion and say it's not a good idea. The mind games, the sheer mind games. Imagine at 16, I'm like, oh my God. So it's like that meme with like all of the equations like floating behind your head where you're like, what is the right decision? Yes, I don't know what to do. But like, I kind of was like, you know what? Screw it. I really want to go. And like, this is a chance for me to stand up to them. And, and, and like my brother would, if it, if this was like my brother's case, he would have definitely gone. So I was like, I want to go. And my dad came into the basement very calmly. This man is an angel. And he sat me and my friends down and gave us this speech. We call it the respect speech. (laughs) And my friends and I literally sat there. 16, that's mortifying. It's mortifying. As good as as his intentions were. Oh, my God. His intentions were so pure. And and the whole whole premise of the speech was, you know, respect yourselves so that um, if a guy immediately says, okay, I'll come pick you up and I'll do this, don't jump at the drop of it, at the Mm. drop of that. Which the message is amazing. Yeah. But like, when you're like, 16 don't, don't. and you're like, I just want to go to this damn party. Yeah. You're not with seeing my the social friends. constructs happening behind like no. you and wanting so to. No. And so we yeah. sat there for honestly what felt like five to 10 minutes. It, was, it, it probably was like a 30 second, one minute speech. But like honestly, sure. it felt like an eternity. And to this day, my friends and I, if I like message them, they'd be like, I 100% remember, remember it, that. Word for Respect word, verbatim. I, I can see it. Like we were, we used to have this like bed in the basement. My dad sat on there and the three of us like sat on the floor. Like we were kids. He's like, like it was story time. <laughs> wow. But that's, that's like incredible. really what it came down to. So I think that's where mine started that boys get to do stuff and girls don't. So it's obviously yeah. cooler to be a boy or like right socially tougher it's easier and or whatever it's just easier yeah mm-hmm. so and i think kind that's of, true <laughs> not the is. cooler part but the easier part for yeah sure. i think i just associated it with being cooler as opposed I, I didn't know how to i didn't know how to categorize like what i was thinking or like what i was right. feeling so i just assumed this is cooler you know like i think we do that a lot cooler. as young people too right like we associate things that mm-hmm. don't necessarily have association but just because like maybe our vocabulary is limited or like our understanding of the context is limited so we're like oh this must mean that even though yes. it probably yeah you just categorize it into like the very few categories that you know in your brain for like, sure and you're like just... cool uncool cool yes. <laughs> yeah my brother would go to parties all the time and i was like i mean i don't know if it's just because i was uncool and like not invited but i also like didn't even think about oh i don't get to go to this party or like hang out at this house i just didn't even think i would maybe even be able to go i don't know mm. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I feel like those stories, especially of your childhood, I think are so awesome because it shows so starkly how A, our relationship, I guess, around like guys were especially, mm-hmm. but I think just like how that shaped 
forming like it, sh- it shaped our opinions going forward into our 20s where obviously you start to have like more romantic relationships and your yes. friendships change yeah. and all those kind of things and i think that's so interesting because i know that from our conversations previously like you were seeing guys through a dating and marriage lens yes yeah yeah like i didn't really have i had like one guy friend but who lived like who lived down the street from me but um there was always like it was always kind of said like oh maybe he like loves you blah 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 um and maybe he did don't blame him but <laughs> he probably did <laughs> he probably did but i just right. mean that like it was i didn't really have um a lot of like guy friends i guess right growing up so guys were for dating or they were your guys brother. were kind of for dating yeah Right. And I saw guys through a friendship lens predominantly. Like I was still, you should read my journals. Maybe one episode, I'll get out my childhood journals and read some of this for you. Because I was like, when people are like, oh, you were boy crazy. Like I was writing about boys' favorite gum flavors, their favorite colors in my journal to keep track. So I could like, I I don't know. I I was on something different. girl. I know. But holy, I think I did see guys through that lens, especially when I was younger. But I think Mm -hmm. predominantly I really saw them as like peers and as as friends. And I definitely wasn't only considering them through dating. So I think that's super interesting. And it really follows into like the next chapter of our lives, I feel like. Totally. So like, so you have this idea already. Do you think that like were there moments in your adulthood that kind of confirmed, okay, like boys are cooler than girls? For sure. I can think of, I mean, there's so many and I feel like every time I reflect on this concept in general, like a new memory kind of yes, sprouts yep. up and then I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually like pretty pervasive in my like life, in my formative years for sure. Yeah. I think, again, how I said earlier, when I was like, especially middle school, going into high school, I was always described as like super down to earth. I was always described as being kind of one of the guys, especially in yeah. my friend groups in high school. I think there's there's pros and cons to that. I think there were ways that I handled it well and there was ways that I definitely didn't and externally ways that people didn't handle it well or could have, you know what I mean? So I think the pro is like I have an incredible foundation of friends regardless of gender that I have yeah, known you for really very do. long. Yeah, since elementary school really because mm-hmm. of um, the neighborhood that I grew up in, I was so, so lucky. But I think what it inadvertently did was it it allowed me to play into that rhetoric of girls being catty with other girls because I Mm. actually played into that dynamic. I thought I was being the exception to the rule by only hanging out with guys. But really what I was also saying by me doing that and by me discounting a lot of female friendships was that girls aren't as easy to get along with or girls are super catty or bitchy or not worth the time invested. Mm -hmm. And I now look back on a lot of the conversations that I was party to, especially when I was younger, and I for sure like played into those jokes and like upped those stories. And you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, with my guy friends, definitely encouraged some of those stereotypes because it also made me feel cooler by being not like that. And I was only ever rewarded for it, really. Like I can can think of a few exceptions, obviously. Like I remember, I think it was like grade 12 or maybe it was first year, but I really do feel like it was grade 12 where I – there was like this kind of end of summer type of thing happening, a bunch of barbecues in our neighborhood and the girls were having one barbecue and the guys were having another barbecue and I didn't get invited to the girls barbecue because they assumed I was going to the boys barbecue mm-hmm. and the boys didn't invite me to the girls one because they just assumed that I was going to go to the girls one. So I, on like a Friday night, was like, this is humiliating, especially when you're in high school. You're you're so yeah. fragile, right? Like, And I remember I texted the girls and they were like oh sorry like we just thought you were invited to the boys one but it wasn't extended with 
an invitation. It wasn't like, oh my gosh. It was like, oh, what a mix up. It was just like, oh, we thought you, sorry. Like we thought you were invited to the other one. And I was like, okay. And then when I called my guy friends, they were like, oh shit, like that's so crappy. Like we didn't even mean to or whatever. Just come on over. And I was like welcomed in with open arms to my, to my buddy's place. And we had a barbecue and they brought beers for me and like all these different stuff. And I feel like that was a very affirm, like a confirming moment for me where That's I was like, such okay, an affirming this is, moment it was that, like, so black and white in that scenario. Yeah. Where I was like, okay, yeah. so they chose not to open their arms to me. And now I look back and I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. Like I was pretty threatening to yeah. this dynamic. I obviously really sat in that uncomfortable zone for them. Like I'm sure it was, mm-hmm. whether it was intimidating or, or whether it was just like not super comfortable for them, that's fine. Like the, I'm not, I'm not faulting anybody. I have like no ill will, like 0% for any of those <laughs> girls. Like they're so wonderful. But when you're in high school, you're navigating all these social like constructs, you know what I mean? So and you just want to fit in and like be and you just want to fit too. In. So yeah, of course. But I think the other one that really, if that was like a nice little third base hit if we're using a baseball analogy i'd never have watched baseball in my life cool that was like a good hit the home run was absolutely first year university yeah we've talked about this before and it's just like it played into my mindset so perfectly yes that it really was hard for me to dig out of and it was based on the fact that in first year i i transferred or i went to to laurier uh, in Ontario and because of the whole situation I was like with an, a, a boyfriend in high school who I was like <laughs> trying to stay with and we were like we're gonna stay in the city together and live in his parents basement and I was like okay he's kind of like the, like a sweet wow. stoner kid whatever not the right fit the dream my parents literally on prom like the day of prom where I'm getting ready my hair is all done and like the curls and whatever and they go you're not doing this if you stay in the city you're gonna be miserable you've always wanted to go away for university like we're yeah. not this is not happening so I accepted Laurier the day of prom, which is one of the last days that you could really accept for universities. Yeah. Very late. And because of that, I didn't get any of my first picks for residency or for residence. So I just got put in the one that had the first empty seat, which was basically the all girls residence. And I went into that situation with my punchline already. I was like, yeah, I'm the guy's guy or the guy's girl, whatever. And I got an all girls res and everyone would be like, oh my God, that's terrible. And I'd be like, I know, right? Like I had already developed my like defense mechanism around the whole situation. I went into that situation. I know. I went into that situation with one foot out the door already. I knew it was going to be bad because I made it bad, really. I'm taking full accountability, I think. But the one thing that also happened is that we were walking up to this kegger one weekend, whatever, and I'm walking beside this random guy. I've never seen him before in my life. And a girl <laughs> on the floor had a huge crush on him, unbeknownst to me, and perceived me walking beside in this huge horde of people up to this kegger as me trying to take this guy that I've like barely even made any contact with. And she then took it upon herself to get all the other people that I had made kind of friends with over the like throughout the first few months to not speak to me anymore. So they Ugh. did like day trips like to like an apple so orchard. Black and white. Yeah. I know. It just you hate to see it, right? I know. And they went to like an apple orchard and they went pumpkin picking all these things. And they'd like they'd like slowly walk by my dorm dorm room and be like, "We're going," and then like wouldn't invite me and like keep walking. It was just like it was oh um it was like a movie, but like a yes. really terrible Disney movie yeah. or something where like the bullying is like so overt and ridiculous. And basically, I was like. Okay, my hands are clean then. Y'all are bitches <laughs> and yes, I'm out. Confirmed, like I confirmed, 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 signed, sealed, delivered. Like I'm done. I ended yeah. up transferring universities and it really was like a, 
it, it was a proving me right moment. And it really entrenched me in this idea that girls were fundamentally more difficult to have as friends and they were less valuable to me as a friend because I had, I had only like literally with, a, with the exception of maybe three people up until that point had fostered very true emotional friendships with and like one of them is like one of my best friends hope who we've known each other since basically yeah. diapers like we've known each other yeah. since like day one and other than that like some friends that i've had since then are great but haven't really stood the test of time the same way and so it was honestly a badge of honor to be rejected by them because it it, it was proved it, you right. it, it, it it proved me right and it allowed me not to grow it allowed me yeah. not to challenge any of those beliefs because i really didn't have to I yeah it, it was just spelled out in front of me you know what I mean yeah you don't have to do anything no and I although it was difficult and I think looking back it probably affected me emotionally more than I let on I also had had my guard up that whole time anyway so I wasn't yeah. really allowing myself to be super vulnerable in those moments like if I really am honest with myself I I know I played into that situation equally if not more so than they did and they were reacting to a situation where somebody had gotten hurt it was obviously a misunderstanding and instead of me being the bigger person and trying to understand the situation and be like hey mm -hmm. you're wrong like sorry but like this is a complete misunderstanding I just let the rumors fly and I was like all right smell Screw you later this. you know what yeah, I mean I'm like out of here. So I definitely could have handled that better too. Yeah. It's funny because whenever you say like the bullying thing, like I, I was I was bullied in elementary school by a group of girls, mm. by a group of like six girls in grade eight and they just made my life a living hell. And I think that's kind of, that's even kind of where like the toughness really started because okay. um, my brother like hopped in. I would come home like crying and I think my mom would try to like understand what was going on and my brother like really flipped it and kind of was like when they're instead of crying in front of them laugh and he's like laugh <laughs> like a sociopath like a sociopath <laughs> yeah totally and it and he was like they won't know what to do like they'll be so confused i see and it was kind of like helping me build this thicker skin but because so it was kind was, of a weird defense mechanism rather it was than, totally a weird defense right, mechanism right, right. but i mean it 100 percent worked that completely threw them off they had no idea what to do for sure because you're but like wait I are you took... not offended and you're just like ha 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 <laughs> yeah i actually remember like one girl following me it was at recess they'd they'd literally be like kayleen like 12 30 and we're gonna yell at you and i was like okay and i'd go outside and i remember being like i'm gonna try this laughing technique and i i walked in i like laughed as she was like yelling at me and saying these absurd things and then i walked I had to go take a sip of water and i was like i'm so sorry to interrupt you but i'm gonna go get a drink are you done or do you still have more to say? And she was like, I have oh. more to say. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, why don't you come inside with me? I'm just going to go take a sip of water. Like, feel free to join me and continue. Wow. And she was so thrown off by how calm I was that she kind of was like, uh, uh okay. And then she looked like the idiot. Anyway, my That's point is incredible. that like- I love that. I was bullied, Big but I never took it and then in turn bullied others. Like I took it and was like, I never want to make anyone else feel the way feel that, that I way. felt. And I don't think that that's a true represent. I just don't think that's a true representation of how mean girls can be. Because I then I went to an all girls high school and I had just the absolute like the best experience. I have some of the I have the best friends that I made in grade nine. And like right. they are. So you had experiences that counterbalance. You saw both sides and it wasn't yeah. a, a girl issue or or a young girl it issue. In, it was just like a no. person, a bad kind of experience. And that you so had, what I thought stereotype. It, yeah, so, like, my whole thought of, like, guys being cooler was just the fact that, like, we had to work so much harder to gain the respect or, like, and it was always, it, even in, like, especially in romantic relationships, like, I thought 
when guys liked when 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 girls uh, like guys had crushes on girls i thought the girls were weak and that's why the guys like them because Whoa. they knew that they could like kind of take advantage of the situation that and i wild. and that was it's it's a wild wild thought like process to have but i was just like oh they're weak like obviously this guy thinks that he can like take her over so i really took it upon the power myself dynamic to like, was immediately established as imbalanced yes yeah wow. okay. it couldn't be that like this girl liked him too it was like he's obviously gonna screw her over and she doesn't have like she can't she won't be able to think for herself so i really took it in pride that it's like that's not me that is not me like i've grown up wow. my brother has shown me that like i'm a tough person like i'm a this and that I get the respect of guys like I used to and it it like really played on that. Wow. And I remember even like in one in high school, this this guy who's one of my brother's good friends, he had this thing with a girl who was my age and she was obsessed with him and they like started hooking up and whatever. And he we would only hear her side of the story. I'm not friends with her now to be like, you know, whatever, but we would only hear her side of the story and I really made him out to be this monster that like, oh my gosh, he's telling her that he wants a relationship. He's preying on her weakness. And my my mom would be like, you hate this guy. And I was like, I hate this guy. Wow. Like, it was like a visceral. Is, it was like, honestly, like he'd come over and I'd be like, oh, how are you friends with this person? Now in hindsight, as you know, like someone who's almost 30 and I'm like, oh my gosh, he he's one of the sweetest people ever. But I like look back and I'm like, he was probably telling her exactly who he was because he wasn't someone that everybody knew he wasn't the guy that you would go to for a relationship. You just right. wouldn't, you yeah. know, like he's in high school. He's a good looking kid. He's going to want to mess around. And but I took it as like he's taking advantage of this girl. Right. And which that, really does harm to both him and to her, like to your view of women and men, because it's like, yeah, it's setting him up almost as a predator. Yeah. When he's probably just speaking his mind and it's setting her up as a victim, which is really obviously those those dynamics do exist, but not in that scenario and not with yeah. him spe specifically. And so I thought like his word was better than hers. I was like, oh, you're wow. just like a weak little girl that he's like preying on. So it just so all through, you know, high school, the the whole idea that like girls are catty and mean and this and that, that wasn't really confirmed. And then on top of that, I went to university and when I transferred, I lived in a house with five other girls wow. that I had maybe met like a handful of times. And it was one of the best experiences ever. Like there was never problems. There was one, actually, there was one problem between me and one girl that I knew from high school. Mm. And, but beyond that, like all of us got along. We were so respectful. Yeah, we like one, one singular issue isn't really the same thing as what people would probably yeah. stereotype that as being like, yeah, stereotype that as being really like catty or whatever. It wasn't it wasn't a catty situation. It was just kind of because it wasn't like a group of girls against her. I, I remember even saying like, I don't want to bring other housemates into the issue that me and her have mm. because like I want her to have a comfortable. This is her home, too. Like I want her to have a comfortable place to live. So right. the issue is between me and her. So that's always been just my mentality that like, I don't, I don't think girls should gang up on other girls. I don't think girls should, you know, whatever there's, I don't believe in the caddy um, mentality, but other people did to the point that like, anytime I've ever said that I went to an all girls Catholic high school, oh my gosh, you must have seen so many fights. How catty was it? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know. My friends wow. and I, we were really chill. <laughs> I don't know. We were fine. Yeah. And then to, and then in university, when we said that we lived in a house with like five or six girls, everyone would think, 
oh my gosh, that sounds like a disaster, blah, blah, blah. But there was one guy, there was a house of nine guys and they were seen as like the coolest house. They'd have all the crackers, they'd have all the parties. But can you imagine being in a house of nine guys? No. The smell. That's disgusting. The smell. Uh, the smell. Not stereotyping guys on the other side, but like that's just a lot of body odor at that age. Yeah. Like, that's like yeah. peak body odor time. So much testosterone and so much grossness. But <laughs> yeah. It just, Pheromones. like it just goes to show you that other people think this way. And it, it, that was never it for me. It was very, very much a power dynamic that guys were, for me, cooler because they were stronger and they didn't have to do as much to gain the respect of people around them. It wow. just was kind of given to them. Right. Which in a lot of cases is true. It is. Yeah, it is true. Right. But it that that's wild. And I and I love I love hearing your perspective so much because I feel like up until this point like our ideals they've shaped who we are in a little bit but like maybe not in like the most overt ways. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's you've had some really wonderful experiences with people in university and we never really questioned maybe our our belief systems. And I feel like that's probably pretty common yeah. up until that point. Like I think until you're like early mid 20s probably, yeah. you're not really having those reckoning moments where you're no. looking back and being like, okay, maybe there are some things in my in my belief systems that are maybe flawed or problematic. You know what yeah. I mean? Was yeah. there like a turning point for you or like a specific moment that that led you there or Yeah, so I think even um I think it was kind of around probably like 2016 was a big year for me. And I remember even out of university, I started working at a restaurant and then I became really good friends with the guys there. And I kind of took on this like this thing that you had of like this badge of honor because they all really liked me. They all respected me as a person. And I was like the only girl in the friend group. And I really felt proud of that. Right. And then, and, but I still was like, I got to keep a little bit of a distance because there is like the, I think there's like always like that sexual aspect of whatever. And right. then 2016 hit and that was kind of a growing year because I realized I had, I started this, I guess you can call it a relationship, situationship, probably. <laughs> situationship, probably Situationship with this guy from my program. I was in an arts program here in Toronto and I started this like whatever with him and I realized oh whatever very, with him <laughs> oh whatever with him yeah let's call it that and I realized super super early that I had no feeling no romantic feelings for this guy there was no future but there was definitely a physical relationship you love to see it we love to see it it's like my my coming out story that I'm yeah. like let's <laughs> go baby but I just realized that there's like they're very two separate things so and I never once felt that I wasn't in pa- that I wasn't in control or that he was taking advantage of me because I was obviously a very willing participant. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, of course. But it just goes to show that I was like, oh, this is you don't hold all the control. And I never felt like disrespected because this is a relationship we were having, because I was like, I I am choosing you respect this relationship. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I totally respect myself. And I'm like, I'm choosing this too. I'm I'm choosing not to have, you know, or like try to create this romantic relationship or whatever. That's not there. It's just right. not there. And then weeks you were seeing later, it I was, for what it was. You were not. Yeah. Yeah. And for and a couple of weeks later, anyway, I was moving to New York and I 100 percent was not going to New York with a boyfriend. Are you freaking mm-hmm. kidding me? <laughs> and there's really something we talk about all the time about how much we love New York because there's such an anonymity to it that you can literally go and be who 
whatever you want and nobody says anything in you're so anonymous in the best possible way. Totally. And it really, really allows you to focus on yourself and be like, okay, who am I? How do I like fit into this world? And so I found myself like, again, just kind of like feeling myself a little bit more because I was like, I'm so strong. I'm like doing this. This is crazy. And then on top of that, I had another really fun um, little <laughs> romp, I guess, yeah. with someone who- Did you I call mean, it was, a romp? I did call it a romp. Oh my God. A fling, maybe. A romp. <laughs> <laughs> a fling with someone who was a little bit like off limits. Mm, and so what does that yeah, mean? he was my TA in my school oh, program. Well, we really love to see that. We, don't we love to see that. And it's so funny because it was actually the week that you were there. <laughs> oh, is it when it started? Yeah. It, oh yeah, my God, yeah. that's incredible. Like I'd leave you guys. Okay, and I'm taking to credit. Place. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it just like, again, with that, he developed feelings and I saw it for what it was. I was like, this is, I, I, I don't need, and it really dawned that. I don't need to earn your respect. You should just respect me because I'm a human being. For sure. And also, I respect myself. So I don't really give a shit if you respect me or not. Yeah. It's, un, it's undeterred. It's un... It's, yeah. It doesn't change the way I feel about myself. Absolutely. And so it felt so... I just remember leaving his place one morning and he, we were like getting to a... We got to a corner and he had to go, I don't know, left and I had to go right because he was going to school. <laughs> and I was going back to my place and I felt so damn powerful. I was like, fuck yeah, that was the best. <laughs> I will never see him again. But like, yeah, wow, he probably's like... I'm a like powerful woman. I'm a powerful woman. Hear me roar. I was so pumped and it was... It really felt like... That was when I like started to take, I guess, like my power back. And I really separated like girls can be just as strong as guys. It doesn't have to be, you know, like sexual relationships, anything like that. There's because you were living it. Yeah. There's no power dynamic if you don't create one. Like I was right. creating all of those power dynamics for sure. that I thought existed. Yeah. You know? I think and I don't think that's, that's definitely right. Definitely true. Right. Yeah. Totally. So well, I think, yeah, by being participants in society, we often play party into those dynamics a lot mm -hmm. more often than we think that we do. I think yeah. that's so interesting. So that was kind of where my, my, your turning point it shifted for me. But, um, I, I love, love yours. I love yours because I'm so happy that you made the shift. Yeah, I am happy. I'm very happy that I made the shift and I'm happy that it happened when it did because so obviously I already spoke about my first year in university really cemented those beliefs for me. And I really needed it as an identity because I think, especially around that age, you are kind of struggling for a sense of self. And that gave me a bit of grounding because it, it yeah. allowed me to be who I thought would be an appealing type of person is like a very grounded, down to earth, whatever, likable by guys, by the way, not likable by everybody, but likable predominantly by guys because <laughs> that's who I was looking for for my affirmation. Yeah. And then I transferred to universities uh, in second year, and I, I remember, I, I honestly vividly remember this scene. So like it's like a movie in my mind, you know, when that happens, when you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just it's in there for good. Yes. And so when you transfer universities, often you don't get to go into like the main res because those are where all the first years are. So there's like a transfer slash international students res at Dalhousie where I transferred to, and it was like the first week of school where everyone's doing the kind of like froshy. Oh, we, we called it a week orientation yeah. week stuff and on the front lawn of our little res which was basically like a low-rise very small apartment building these two ras bless their hearts 
were very unequipped to do this, but they were giving like a sexual education talk and they were oh, like, God. they got the dental dams hanging on, <laughs> from the mouth kind of like, again, it looks like a movie scene in my head where it's like these people are teaching sex ed who probably, and this is no shade, have not experienced yes. much sexual, you know what I'm saying. And this yeah. is again, no shade and I could be wrong, but I remember looking around and I didn't know anybody at the time. So I was looking around this circle of people, the majority of which did not speak English as their first language. So I also was like, this is going over a lot of people's heads right now. (laughs) But we all knew from the tone that it was incredibly uncomfortable, regardless of whether we understood the context or not. Which also like seeing the visual, but not understanding the language behind it, I think just makes for an even funnier. Genuinely cannot imagine. You know? Yeah. So I look over and there's this young woman across like the little semicircle that we formed around these two people that are again doing whatever they're doing with the dental dam and I see her and she's making like the exact same mortified expression on her face as though she could not wish to be anywhere else in the world like she really wished that she could be anywhere and I got up from where I was sitting and I plopped myself down loudly beside her because for people that know me I can be quite extroverted and (laughs) I think at that point it was bridging on obnoxious. I think now I've yeah. learned it's a bit more palatable. <laughs> but yeah. I was just like, we're gonna be friends. And then she said, sure. And we exchanged BBMs, BBM like codes, oh God, I love obviously. That so much. Yeah. My my dearest friend Karis. I actually give credit to show just how obnoxiously extroverted and pushy I was. I wanted to be her friend and she I asked her what her name was and she was like, Oh, like my real name is Karis, but everyone calls me Danielle. And I said, Okay, so your name's Karis now because Danielle is cool, but Karis is a way cooler name. Such a cool name. But everyone back home where she's from in Vancouver called her Danielle. Oh my god. And I just refused to call her by the name that everyone was calling her by. And then she became Karis and now she only goes by Karis. So Aww. pretty cool. And kind of weird. But Karis is a very cool name. And she it's is a also very, very cool, cool attached to that name. Love you. Yeah, she is. She's um, very cool. So, anyways, getting off that's that whole whatever, but really that whole story is my first young adult finding friendship story i met one really mm-hmm. great person at, at laurier my friend kara but she's kind of the i i saw i saw her as the exception to the rule because we met in this kind of funny way but otherwise like karis was really the first person that i met in my young adult years that felt like i was 100 percent understood and appreciated as the person that i was and yeah. really showed me the value of female friendship and that also bridges to my other friend nora who i met in first or in second year we live. We all lived in a house together at Dalhousie, and it was just like, wow! I felt so loved and so accepted by these people. There was zero drama, and it was just a very enlightening experience for me because yeah. I guess I'd always had it in my head also that I was too this or too much that or too extroverted or too kind of masculine energy to be around girls, like for that to have yeah. them to like me. So when I kind of pulled out all the stops and I went like full Kristen (laughs) they were so into it and they thought I was hilarious and just opened me with like they like loved me with open arms and for me I was like wow this is so great like they proved me wrong you know what I mean and I'm just so appreciative of those friendships that I had throughout university because I'm still very close with both of them now Mm -hmm. and actually Kara who I met in first year but they were kind of the ones that showed me the value that can come from just like regardless of whether we're gendering everything like very good friends like very good people being very good friends and I'd say like in university it was kind of this weird flip so then I started like having this great group of female friends who again I could keep naming a few others that I met in university as well but I also developed at the same time during this like kind of sexual awakening that you're speaking of 
I had that during my university years. And I almost took on a male mindset looking back. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was really comfortable and fun with guys already because a lot of them back home especially were my, were my only friend group. And what that meant was I was going into these sexual interactions or dating interactions or whatever you want to call them with the mindset that I had kind of been raised, if you want to say, with my guy friend. So I was like super detached emotionally for the most part. I hooked up or like made out with like a bunch of guys at bars, like never wanted to exchange numbers or cared. I remember there was this one like very sweet guy that wanted to be like a boyfriend. Like he's like one of those boyfriend oh, guys. Yes, yes. Very sweet. I remember we went on a first date and we went skating and I was like, let's race or do all these things. And he wanted <laughs> to hold hands and I literally smacked his hand away and I felt Kristen. so bad. But I was like, we're not, I don't, why are we touching? Like, I don't know you. <laughs> and I was just not, I, I didn't get, he was trying to be so sweet and I was just having none of it to the point mm-hmm. where he came over one time to take care of me when I'm, when I was sick. He t- kind of tried to like bring me stuff. Angel. And when he left, I texted him and I was like, I don't think we want the same things. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like he was, and again, I don't, we weren't compatible regardless, but I handled it so abrasively. Yes. Yes. And it was because I think I had embodied a little bit of what I had seen as a stereotypical male side yeah. of things. And I think what I realized through this process is I was also doing a lot of the men in my life a disservice by not understanding the complexity of the emotions that they bring to relationships a lot of the time yes. because I ended up hurting a lot of people's feelings. I was really abrasive. I was kind of flippant with people's feelings like if somebody like shared with me that they liked me I was like oh whatever like I don't really feel the same way but I wasn't really direct I kind of just like started hooking up with someone else like I was not super compassionate with the way that I was handling a lot of those situations and it that also helped to deconstruct this narrative that I had in my head because I really hurt people and in finding out the damage that I had done in some of these interactions I realized that I was also minimizing the emotional experience of a lot of my guy friends because you know what I mean when you hear these jokes that are being said all the time you're like oh like I guess they just like don't care about people's feelings and then I had embodied that but that's really not the case and that's often like that toxic masculinity machismo stuff that comes out but really people are people and oftentimes people's feelings are quite fragile (laughs) when not handled with some care you know what I mean so it was kind of those two elements for me it was like the finding really great friends that really understood me and as well as making some of those kind of rough mistakes and challenging how I had put men in a box that wasn't accurate and was actually doing a disservice to them as well. Yeah. So yeah, I just started to see people by their individual values, I think. I think people things got a little gendered in university, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's just like now you started to see like what is a good friendship regardless totally. of girl, boy, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. What is a good friendship? What is a good relationship? Absolutely. And And it's all regardless of any of that stuff. For sure. And I think the gender binary, like the norms that come with those things often do more harm than good when when overstated and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because I still now have incredible guy friends. I have incredible girlfriends. I have like such a great support system in my life and a wonderful partner and – I think it took those like those mishaps, you know what I mean, yes. to really get to the yeah. place that I'm at. So I'm I'm also very grateful, and I apologize to all those people that I <laughs> that I mistreated. Obviously, this is Kristen's public apology to is, anyone yeah. that she's ever hurt in her um, in her bad. youth. 
I just think it's so interesting. I mean, like what, like just through this conversation that it looks so different for both of us, but at the end of it, we really like it, it like put men on this pedestal, whether they're like stronger, cooler, they're just better. And, and like, and it's who we want to get our affirmation from. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And without even knowing it, like these ideas were really instilled in us from quite a young age and through our teens and adulthood like we don't have the capacity to to understand like you said the nuances of it um and so we looked for ways to confirm our beliefs Mm -hmm. and our biases and then it wasn't until both of us actually like removed ourselves from you know our comfort zone and I think I know I've told you this quote, but there's one, there's a quote that I love that's like, you can't grow in the same region that you, that, that built you, like that built your current belief system. You can't grow in that same space. Mm, So you have to take yourself out of it to like, just see a different way of life, see a different perspective and, and maybe make yourself smaller or meet different people. Anything that kind of, you know, opens your eyes and also like what prime examples of how social structures just pin women against each other. Absolutely. In like such a sneaky little devilish way that- So sneaky. (laughs) So sneaky that you don't even realize like the damage it's doing. I mean, I did have these great girlfriends and I still do have these great girlfriends, but I'm like, how did I have this mentality and still develop these really strong relationships with these women? Whereas you were like, this is my mindset. I'm just going to kind of stay away from them. For sure. And, like, the damage yeah. that that does long-term is just so wild because I think back on, like, throughout high school and stuff, the friendships that I could have developed yeah. into adulthood if I had not had these sneaky little beliefs. Sneaky, sneaky. So the big question, mm. do you still think it's cooler to be friends with guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say no. I say love I'm... my friends so much. But... but we love a good bad bitch. <laughs> yeah, we do. And I think like, is it cool to be friends with guys? It's cool to love be, it. have, it's cool to have friends, man. Like in general, friends are so period. important. Is it yeah. cooler? Absolutely fucking no. not. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely no. not. Big X on that. Good friends are good friends. Yeah. Ain't it true? <laughs> Ain't it true? <laughs> oh, that was so great. Thanks for chatting with me, Aline. Always. Love it. I cannot wait for us to record in person together. I know. I'm so bummed. Okay. I love you and I miss you. This has been Accidental Friends with Aline and Kristen. This podcast was created by us and produced by Chloe Jackson. Thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on our Instagram at Accidental Friends Podcast and our website, AccidentalFriendsPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. We love you so much and see you next Thursday. <laughs>